What fucking graphic nature? Bullshit. No fucking graphic nature this fucking program. I didn't hear anything graphic. I'm over here stroking my dick till it leaks, and then I gotta hear some bullshit. I'm over here trying to take it in the ass. You're yeah. telling me about some fucking graphic nature. Yeah, so I got like one hand on my dick, I got another hand on my balls, and I'm trying to put my fucking finger into my asshole, and they gotta fucking talk some shit about some graphic fucking nature, and I can't climax! Hello, everybody. This is Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am Face Boy. I'm Face Girl. And I am Pixie Dreadful. Pixie Dreadful is with us. Sight. Yeah! So I've got my tongue up this chick's ass. You know how it is when you're waiting online at the bank. Andrew Day's play, everyone. All right, it's here we so are. So too much. So too much. So right before the show started, Stormy Leather did a little, mm-hmm. did a little, uh, or her her voice came up saying, "This mm-hmm. is Stormy Leather. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn." Yes, was- and Vape Girl lost the ability to speak <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> sure, I know it's fun, mom. And I'm it was when um obscene beauty. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> so Pixie Dreadful, always always the mindful guest, wanted to know about what some of the topics were so she could mull it over before uh, getting into the studio. And one of the things that excited her was the article I would like you to read for oh. us, please, Vape Girl. Is it about Stormy Leather and it Obscene Beauty? It is not beauty? about... <laughs> and what? <laughs> obscene Beauty. Do you know anything about that? No. You should. Do we have to read this now? Yes. Boo. Well, no, we don't have to. All right. Is it a video or am oh, I no, reading not, it? Not the big toe thing. Oh. The thing about the zoo. That was straight up what I asked. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, all right. Well, I know this already. Zoo will name a rat after your ex. Feed it to a snake. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah, yeah. A Texas zoo of course, is allowing jilted Valentine's Day revelers to name a cockroach or a rat, of course, I'm sure that's price dependent, after their ex and then see it fed to a larger animal. Texas. I just want to point that out. The San Antonio Zoo Crimea Cockroach event, oh my, all right, (laughs) allows visitors to the zoo website to pay $5 to name a cockroach after their ex, or you guessed it, more. That's right, $25 for a rat. Because we can actually put value on the size of life. Texas. The roaches will be fed to various animals while the rats will be fed to snakes. The feeding will be live streamed online so purchasers can witness the demise of their named animals. Is that the whole article? Yeah. What do you think? You know what I think. I was so excited to see this. I was just like, oh my God, I have the exact X in mind. And yeah, also really close to my home state by Florida. Not very surprising. <laughs> but I'm kind of like, where do I sign up for this? <laughs> where do we sign up for this? Wait, I'm very confused. Didn't it say Texas? Can you do it from out of state? 
Uh, yes, you can. It's live streamed. Apparently, it's a Texas <sighs> zoo. Uh, it's, it's a San, San Antonio zoo, right? Yeah, it's the San Antonio's Cry Me a Cockroach event. So you can just look up Cry Me a Cockroach event, or you can follow the link in this UPI.com article that will totally link to our active pages. Or just just Google just it. Google San Antonio Google Zoo it. and get in touch Fucking with them. Fucking Google it. Tell them you want to take part Let me part Google in this. that for you. Listen to the show. Do your so, own work. <laughs> <laughs> so you have one or more specific exes in mind? Because I, I oh got my about God. three. Yeah, there, three. there are definitely a few of them. I mean, I'm just thinking of like my ex-fiance, like Theodore Goldman, because he's kind of a rat anyway. And I kind of would love to like see a rat, just like him as a rat being fed to a snake no. and did watch it live streamed. I, I did. Pierre Goldman? Um, Theodore. Theodore Goldman. Pierre Goldman sounded weird. Theodore. Theodore Goldman was my ex-fiance for like six years. And I was really trapped in that relationship to the point of like not having my own life. And I just, you know, it's, yeah, it was pretty terrible. Um, So I just kind of like to see him fed into a snake. I think that would be an amazing visual. I wonder if you could get the San Antonio Zoo to say the whole name. Because they probably have a thing about people's privacy. No, say the whole fucking name. Theodore fucking Goldman. <laughs> I pay $25. Fucking guy. I pay, $25. Yeah. That, that's not just fucking Theo. That's Theodore fucking Goldman. You know, actually put the middle name in. Fucking. Yeah. Theodore fucking Goldman. I you fucking pay 25 fucking dollars to watch an animal suffer who has nothing to do with Theodore fucking Goldman, but I'm a sociopath and you're a bunch of fucking sicko capitalists and I paid my fucking money and I want to see that motherfucking Theodore Goldman fucking suffer. Not just Theodore, like Simon Elvin Theodore. No, fucking Theodore Goldman. I hate this, by the way. I, I, I love it. If you didn't I get it. it from the character's dialogue, maybe I should make it clear. I know you're a vegan. You're an animal rights activist. Um, but uh, do you ever go to zoos? Do you like zoos when they're well run? Okay. So zoos are iffy because the thing about like the when they're well run. So like preserves. Yeah. Um, you know, uh sanctuaries things like that are great um reserves whatever where you're like where they're learning about the animal and trying to like give it a habitat and rehabilitate or rehabs like all of those are great and some zoos i guess are fine like i i have childhood memories of the prong zoo you know um i don't know if zoos are good because you're basically putting animals in cages and then there are zoos all over the world that are just like horrific and then they're just like well i can't feed this animal let's just ignore it and then you've got like bones uh, on all of the animals and it's just terrible so i don't like zoos i don't like circuses and i don't like you know animals as entertainment and i hate the the thing that i used to love the elephant rides and the camel rides and all the stuff that i loved as a child mm-hmm. um i'm even iffy on like the feed an animal because like maybe they shouldn't eat that much you know like maybe it's unreasonable but i totally want animal slobber on me as a child i get it so like <laughs> it's, it's like all of these things that i don't know how to feel about uh with that said I understand that snakes have to eat. I still have like an issue with people who have pet snakes and have to feed them. But I love pet snakes and I, I would totally love to cuddle with all of your pet snakes. But I don't want to be there when you feed them. I don't want to watch an animal suffer. And now I don't fucking understand why we're going to make these poor innocent beings suffer. And we're going to kill them with like, because we hate someone else. Fucking throw that person in the goddamn lion pit. How much for that? 
How much you flowing fucking Theodore Goldman in the fucking line? <laughs> How much I got the fucking I got money? I, I would love to see I'll that. I got um, a fucking loan. I got to know a lot of people who would fucking co-sign this shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. And I totally hear that, though. Um, when I was a kid, um, again, in South Florida, where they do these things as an educational thing, we had to feed these baby mice to snakes. No. And I was about seven and I was actually traumatized because yeah. I tried to rescue the baby mouse. I took the baby mouse and my grand plan was like, I hid it in my lunchbox. But then like the teachers found it and they like took it back from me. Okay. So it was super traumatic because I had to like watch this little tiny baby mouse like being fed to a snake. And they were like, it's educational. And I was just what? like, no. But I mean, in all honesty, with this event, I mean, snakes are being fed mice anyway. So I feel like, hey, if I, you know, if they're just doing this anyway, and if I could somehow like involve my ex in a slanderous way because I kind of hate his guts, then like it's happening anyway. If it does, if it's in a cool way that like involves other people's exes and is causing other people happiness, like, you know, the, the snakes are getting fed mice anyway. It's just, I don't know. In what state did this happen to you? This was this in South Florida. Yeah. This is, <laughs> what you just described is what, quote like allegedly the chinese did to the tibetans to like ruin them like oh, really? make them like torture kittens and things yeah that doesn't like, surprise me like no it me. doesn't surprise me south florida is a very terrible place um yeah it was literally like they were like this is educational and we were like seven years old and they were like oh we have to like feed the baby mice to the snakes and like watch them swallow them whole and I remember like running out of the room and like also getting in a lot of trouble for that. I got in so much trouble. This was like a day camp. And like first I tried to like rescue the mouse and then I just like ran out of the room. And like, yeah, I, they were just like told my mom, they're like, you need to discipline your child. She's not being educated. That's sick. <laughs> yeah. sick. Welcome they're to wrong. Florida. <laughs> I never had to do any of that shit. I never had to dissect no, just- anything. I don't know why. I don't know how I got. How, how not even just, butterflies? Nothing. Well, you were in New York. So I think that has something to do with it. I don't know. I don't know. Like what life would you give that butterfly? <laughs> like if you like what, like, you know, cause we did butterflies, you know, where we would not, we didn't kill them or anything. We just had like, you know, here's a caterpillar and then you watch it turn into a butterfly. Did you? Um, I had to dissect a fish once, and no. that was kind of like, yeah, I just like to dissect a fish, and I still remember like the texture of its eye, and it kind of being like how the eye was like a like this gummy, I don't know, like a silica texture, like a gelatin. Yeah, it was kind of like a gelatin. It's it was weird. supposed to be like a micro, like a micro, um, like a microscope, like just that was because it was like the fish eye, and I remember having to do that also as a kid, and then I actually went vegan when I was 13. Yeah. So when I was 13, we were supposed to dissect a frog and I like turned in this giant essay instead as homework because I refused to dissect the, um, the frog. And again, they had a problem with it, but like I said it was for, I don't I think I said it was for like religious reasons because that was the only way I could like get out of it. Mm-hmm. So they just had me write like a massive paper on, I don't know, something involving anatomy. I can't remember now, but yeah, that was for biology. So lots of dissections. Um, Baseball, if you didn't have to do that in New York, I'm, I mean, yeah, I guess New York is a lot more liberal. <laughs> I don't know if it's liberal. I just, I don't know. It could be that I bounced around a lot of different schools you and just it just never, days. I just missed foot <laughs> or I cut school a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so you missed. I mean, I didn't cut classes. I cut spring. It was like that, wow. you know. <laughs> so you missed raising a, a, an egg. Did you do that? that? Um, no, I just remember reading about it a lot, but I never actually did it. It was like in all of my school books. They were like, you have a pet egg. But no, they, I didn't do that. I just had to dissect a lot of things. Yeah, no pet egg. <laughs> I saw that on so many things on television. I'm like, I can't wait. And it never happened. And I was so mad. Why didn't you just do it yeah. yourself? You don't know. 
Maybe I did. Maybe I was a single egg mother. It's not your fucking business what I did. I wanted my school to do it. I raised uh, uh, butterflies on my own. Uh, anytime there would be uh, a caterpillar or something that would fall into the into the courtyard, you know, I, I knew it didn't have much of a chance. Uh, I, I, I lived in Stick a basement me, apartment and there was a courtyard Aww. behind us and, you know, and there was like woody area and shit would fall in the courtyard. And so I would put it in a little uh, coffee can with some sticks and some some leaves and shit and, you know, some holes in there. Then I tear up a stocking. <laughs> and then when it became a butterfly, I let it go. Wow. Fly, Aww. butterfly, fly. And was there like a 100% success rate? I don't remember ever. I don't remember. Uh, I think so. Except once. And that was when I was an adult. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. You're like, this must be like riding a bike. I'll just do this again. I've still I don't know what magic. I did wrong. I don't know what I did wrong. But there was a caterpillar that fell on that, that I saw. I was I was raising. I had herbs, a little herb hmm. thing on my balcony. No, not in quotes, babe what? girl. What? <laughs> Don't have to be a fucking narc about it. <laughs> Just asking. Oregano, basil, uh, that kind of stuff. No quotes. No fucking air quotes. Come on, who grows a- oregano? And and this this uh, caterpillar showed up and was just going to town on my basil. Just really <laughs> fucking hungry as fuck, uh, and just and I didn't care because I because I because I. I had done this before where I'd raised them and I'm like, this is even better. You know, it's outdoors chowing down. And then I read about how, you know, when they're ready, they'll, they're going to go off somewhere. And, and then one morning it was, the caterpillar was gone and I was like, Oh no. And I already had made its little home for it to, to stuff. But then I saw it, you know, making its way its thing. towards something, but there was no place for it to go. We're three stories up. So I took it and I put it in its little home and I waited and I waited and I waited. It did make a cocoon and I waited and I waited and no butterfly came out. Oh no. Yeah. I wonder if it was like a temperature, air, bad caterpillar. I don't know. Huh. It was very sad. I think I even had a name for it, but I don't remember. Was it Vasily or Vassal? (laughs) Because that's what I named, named your caterpillar during your story. You named it Basil? Basil. Well, I named him Vasily. Vasily? Yeah. But then I was like, well, you wouldn't know to do that. So you probably named him Basil. Hello, my name is Basil and I'm a tubby caterpillar. I've absolutely engulfed myself on all this basil leaves. I even researched what type of caterpillar it was based on what it looked like and what kind of butterfly it was going to be. I was like so into it. What kind of butterfly was it going to be? I don't remember. I blocked Uh, all that shit out. Because it didn't work out. Yes. It was a really, I really liked that caterpillar <laughs> a lot. That reminds me of the mouse. My, my roof mouse. Your roof mouse. You had the roof mouse. My, yeah, I had a roof mouse. But what's your favorite caterpillar? I don't, I don't really have a favorite. Oh, so you're not that guy. No, I'm not that wow. guy. Wow. What's your favorite rock? Uh, the first thing that came to mind was amethyst, but that's not really it. My favorite rock is, it's commonly known as picture stone, and I think it's technically known as jasper. Interesting. It's like, I like that yours is picture stone and mine is TV stone. TV stone? What's yeah. that? Ulexite. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it, you, the image appears on the front 
like a screen of a television. So it's like photo optic. I really like rainbow cords. I just like like how you can reflect all the colors, you know. Um, I actually think it's said they're prettier than diamonds. You know, they always like make a really big deal about diamonds. And I'm like, it's actually not the prettiest stone to me. <laughs> no, not by a long shot. No. No, no. I think they're it's just rare and expensive. Well, they're pretty. That was just marketing. What do you mean? Like, it doesn't diamond exist. Like, aren't we gaga over diamonds because they marketed it the way they did? Probably. And it's not like a real thing? Or is that gold? I forget. Or is that everything? Is that everything? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. So I saved a roof mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Did you name the roof mouse? Um... Oh my god, I totally did, and I can't remember it. So you block that shit out when they die. Can I yeah. call it Minnie? You can. Unless it was a boy. It was, I, I think don't know which pronoun. I remember it was a boy to me. <laughs> like, I don't have any reason to think it was a boy, but I definitely named it something male. Mickey. Oh, wait. I think it was Damien. Oh. I think I named him Damien. Because he, like, came out of, like, the, the whatever circle of hell in my ceiling. <laughs> Yeah. Did you did you give Damien a nice home? I did uh, until I moved him, and that's what what led to the the end of Damien. This is really sad. It's yeah. like the end of the caterpillar, the end of Damien. Yeah, Damien didn't work out, but the sparrow did. <laughs> <laughs> like I can think of a million animals. It's like nope, nope, not a well, good let's story. Hear this, let's hear the happy one. Well, all right. Uh, I was about. 14, I had just come back from Greece and my grandmother was outside sunbathing. And the next thing I know, I hear, Catherine, Catherine, which is like a whisper scream. Okay, you're like looking at each other, like, what is that? Why is the bird talking? No, it's not the bird. Um, it's my grandmother. And uh, she calls me out because there's a bird on her. It's a sparrow, a baby sparrow. So she's basically a Disney princess at this point. Mm. Um, and we're like, clearly, something is wrong with this bird. So we bring it in thinking that something is wrong, but it just like would leave during the day and come back at night. Like our cat who had just died not long before, if you believe in that sort of thing. It is interesting to note the (laughs) timeline and the behavior of this sparrow, a wild bird that has no reason to act like a domesticated cat. Just food for thought. Um, So this bird lived in our house and would fly around and like come up to our mouths for food. Uh, oh, yeah. Like she would be like, feed me. You're my mom. It's like, you're not my baby, but okay. You're so cute. <laughs> um, and she laid eggs because ovulation is a thing. Uh, it comes from egg ovulation, I swear. <laughs> um, ovum, look it up. Google that shit. Uh, so yeah, it would lay eggs and they were pretty too. I think they were like blue. I feel like I remember them being Tiffany blue eggs that obviously were not fertilized. They were just these cute little eggs. And uh, we named her Scatula. Aww. Which means little shit. Nice. <laughs> was, I love how you said that like in such a cute voice. And you're like, which was. means little shit. Because she, she was a bird and she would just poop like a bird. And it's like, you are an animal. A disgusting, beautiful animal. Is it La Tula? Scatula. Scatula. Yeah. Like scat. Ah. Now you know. <laughs> now now know, know your roots. <laughs> your fat roots. <laughs> I have to remember that one. Yeah. It's important. <laughs> All the filias. I had a, a rabbit as a kid, and uh, it's it. I named it Killer because it really <laughs> it bit people, except for me and my mother. It never bit either of us. Uh, and the way I got the rabbit is, I I was I went to the store 
Um, and there was a guy, and I was pretty young. There was a guy <laughs> that had a, a dog that he wanted to get rid of and wanted a home for. So I was like, I'll take the dog. And uh, I get home, and, and my dad is like, no, no fucking way. No, well, he didn't curse. He was like, no way. You got to bring that dog back. You're, you're, you're you know, because it's got to be walked three times a day and all this kind of stuff. You're not, we're not having a dog here. And I was really sad. And of course, when I got back to the store, the guy was gone, but there was a person that had a rabbit. <laughs> You're and like this weird Jack and the Beanstalk. Like <laughs> strange. This actually happened. All of this actually happened. Greenwich Village, probably around 1974, 73. I was eight or nine, oh. something like that. <laughs> that explains everything. And uh, and I said, uh, I'll, I'll take the rabbit if you take the dog. <laughs> So I came back and I said, I got, I got rid of the dog. <laughs> like wow. I promise. Can I keep the rabbit? And they're like, fuck. What do I do with this? <laughs> also, what's the next animal you would have brought home? <laughs> right? They're like, no, you can't keep the rabbit. Yeah. I mean, it could have been a monkey. My dad had a monkey at one point. Really? Yeah. Apparently, like, he, um, apparently, like, his dad got it for him. And then his mom made him get rid of it because it was shitting all over the ceiling. Like, it would literally just jump around and, like, poop all over the ceiling. Scatella. <laughs> so, yeah, Scatella. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I have a dog, which is pretty normal, I guess. Um, <laughs> it, there's not many interesting stories with that one. <laughs> poop all over the place um but yeah oh last time i was that last time i was back in florida though i did see a wild bunny rabbit that was like it's i guess it's like the house across the street from ours so i guess it's like it's like it's an outdoor rabbit because apparently it's been there for a while and it's just there munching its palm frond you know doing its thing and i was just like is this like a wild rabbit and my parents were like no someone owns it It just kind of hops around (laughs) so it was really interesting to see because i'd like never seen a wild like it's a rabbit outside before you know (laughs) oh wow we also had turtles. We had two, uh, two, maybe eight inch at the most size turtles, mm-hmm. male and female. They fucked a lot. <laughs> and when turtles, they fucked for a long time when they were fucking. It was very interesting. <laughs> I've actually, somebody has had turned me on to watch, like not turned me on to it, but they were like, hey, you got to see this. It's ridiculous. They like get on and they're like, Ugh. Don't they make like a weird turtle sex noise? I don't remember a turtle sex noise, but I remember the guy would be basically on his back and uh, and and would hook his his feet around the woman's who would be you know uh, just sitting there or standing there. And yeah, they would just fuck for a long time. I like that she's on top in this story. Oh my god, are you looking up like turtle sex noises now? I'm looking up turtle sex. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> Just turtle sex. The original BT dubs. Turtle sex original. If you're on YouTube, just look up turtle sex original. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's it's very much a, an audio thing with like weird turtle sex noises. All right, we'll find out. <laughs> like you might expect from some turtle sex. That is a turtle knocking against a... Uh, a ledge it's a turtle knocking against a pot and now a turtle knocking against a turtle that's running away from that turtle because she's not interested is that the actual sex part yes oh my god 
my god. I can't look at Michelangelo the same. Is that the guy or the girl? Oh, that's the guy. She's just like, when is this going to be over? <laughs> oh, so the girl is in the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, that's how they do it. Because he's sort of like... Oh, that's what you meant by yeah, on his back. Yeah. Like that. Okay, that makes more sense. I pictured like some cowgirl. I'm like, why are you at some advanced turtles? Sounds like a kazoo. <laughs> I do Slide not remember that happening in our house. <laughs> I will have this image in my head. Yeah, he turtle sex. And this immediately, I was like, oh, I can't unsee that. What's he doing with his mouth? I think he's breathing, <laughs> talking, being a turtle. I don't know. I don't oh really my know. God. Um, but Let, yeah. Let's play that again. Oh okay. my God. What's disturbing is the people who are like actually into this because, you know, the rules of the internet. Oh, like into it. Yeah. 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 It's funny, but it's not sexy. In any I way. need some background for this. Oh, no, I know. It's important. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy. Education and free expression. <laughs> we rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air. <laughs> Support independent community media by pledging whatever you can. All contributions are tax, tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. <laughs> Please support with a monthly pledge or one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. We also have an app. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do. I feel like I'm going to just hear this in my dreams now. <laughs> and a newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> will haunt me. All right, I don't want to get into the heavy stuff right now, so let's let's get a song. Oh, let's do a song. Oh, you don't want to get into the heavy stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, addiction. Oh, but, good. Uh, let's have a song first. That's very funny to me, uh, and it might be funny to someone else, and it might be funny to you eventually. But right now, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> when you buy online, pick up in store. Oh, it'll all make sense. You One can day. try it on, see all the colors, and check out what else is new. It's fast, free, and most in stock items are Sorry, guys, we're not trying hours, to do uh, so you can pick it up advertisements for this. And it's even easier with <laughs> it is what it is. Nobody's listening 
shooting stars, but they always get it wrong. I feel stupid when I pray. So why am I praying anyway? If nobody's listening for anyone, please send me anyone. Is there song before and they really you have a really good voice oh my god i've yeah, heard you sing before <laughs> thank you you hadn't heard her sing before? no no i was i was really blown away what yeah it's true Stop. it's true that's why i ask you to do a song every week i you have a really awesome voice i still think it's a science experiment <laughs> like he's totally laughing with the guests he tells all of them oh get a load of this no, I'll make no. her do it every week. And nope. She still won't stop. <laughs> nope, folks. If you like what you're hearing, if you enjoyed that song, if you learned that turtles make a weird sound when they're having sex, please help us out. Give us some support. It is also completely tax deductible. You can give as little as a dollar a month. That for six months, that's six bucks. That's less than a beer. You'd buy us a beer if you saw us in a bar, wouldn't you? You'd buy us a beer if we gave you some laughs, sang a song. Go to rfb.nyc slash, she's not here with me. S. That's rfb.nyc slash. A-S-S. Thank you very much. What were, we, what were you doing? Um, well, this, are, we, are we going into that yet? 
What were you doing? So the reason I chose that song, do you know anything about Demi Lovato? No. Okay. So everything that you said we're about to talk about is why I chose that song, which is weird because I didn't know we were going to talk about it. Hmm. Yeah. She had like a, an overdose after she wrote that song. Did she die? No. Okay. She, I, th- I forget if it was like a suicide attempt or if it was just an overdose, but either way, she like kind of wanted to die anyway. So I don't know if it was like an intentional or unintentional, but. Was this recently? Like a year or more ago, but she just sang this song mm-hmm. at the Grammys. And if she had died, obviously she wouldn't have been at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. And then like a, almost a week later, she's singing at the Super Bowl. And um, in 2010, like. 10 years to the day before this happens, her singing the the, the anthem, the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Uh, 10 years ago, Demi Lovato wrote, one day I'm going to sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl one day. And it's like, oh my God. Oh, wow. Like, there's something very powerful about that. That gave me chills. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like straight up chills. And the Oscars are this Sunday. Hmm. That's all. You're not getting an Oscar. Because you weren't in any movies. You don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They haven't released the winners. (laughs) They released the nominees. Yeah. You're not one of them. Oh, really? Have you never heard of a surprise? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? You could be like, have an alias. (laughs) I saw. um, You don't know. I I did 1917. Doesn't matter where I saw it. It And Parasite. It was was free. We're going to (laughs) win. You don't mind talking about a problem with thallium. Oh, no. No, not at all. Um, do you want me just to yeah, just, go into just it? Yeah, just go into it. Um, yeah, it was interesting when you asked me to talk about that in the show. Um, so, yeah, like I struggled with some addiction stuff in the past as well. Um, and basically got off of absolutely everything. Like I was on Suboxone. I was on Adderall. I was on like all of this stuff, you know, self self-prescribed stuff. I was on ketamine. I did coke. Like I did, I did a lot of shit. And then I got completely sober. Like I even quit smoking weeks. It made me feel really stupid. And I was day smoking a lot and I, I couldn't deal with it. Um, basically quit drinking. Um, but Valium, I have not been able to quit yet. And it's actually been like eating me up because I was prescribed this for over a decade. And I realized that the other day, um, I was like, oh, like I've been chemically dependent on this for over 10 years since I was an undergrad. Um, and it's just really weird because I think like it honestly started with me going out to clubs a lot and somebody telling me you should take Valium if you do acid. And I was about 19, 18, 19. They were like, oh, don't take acid unless you have Valium. So I think I like just got it from some random person at a club like in England around that time. And you would just, it was also, you would just be able to buy them um, from random people for like a hundred for like 20 pounds or something like really cheaply. So it just started off as kind of like another selfish thing. But then I had, um, some trauma happened. And after the trauma, I was prescribed like initially it was like 30 milligrams a day. And then it went down to 20 and it's still at 20. But um, just because I've been tapering, I haven't actually picked up a script in like over three months. I have to actually go to my pharmacy and see if any scripts are there. And my psychiatrist is in Florida. So apparently she can't even prescribe it to me anymore. So I don't know. I still I need, to, I need to figure that out. I'm not sure if I should just like get a new psychiatrist, but I kind of feel like they're all bullshit. And I honestly just feel like I need to just go off of it myself and throw myself into like an exercise, fitness, wellness routine. Um, just because I've been on so many things and I kind of know what works for me at this point. And I'm like, 
you know, like it being on another drug will not help. Being on gabapentin will not help. Being on, you know, buspirone because they have they try and prescribe you other shit and none of it has helped. They try to prescribe me gabapentin, which just makes me really tired. It's annoying. It doesn't help my anxiety. It just makes me tired. It's like Valium makes me tired, but it would help the anxiety. Um, but it's actually really scary. Like I, I know there's this there's a film I've been wanting to see called I'm Dancing as Fast as I Can. And that's about um, somebody also struggle with Valium. And I don't know. I just think it's so scary because of like the readiness it's prescribed. And at one point I was prescribed Xanax, which was much worse actually, because it gave me a really bad withdrawal. Like I would just, it was more addictive. It would be like, because it would work so quickly, like instantaneously work. And then, you know, especially I think if you already have an addictive personality, you will just crave that rush. So I, and I actually switched, um, you know, from to the Valium after the Xanax because I was like, okay, like it, it works. You know, I, I still take it sublingually. Like I take about, I'm trying to take like five milligrams now, but, um, yeah, Xanax was no, no, not Xanax on Valium. But yeah, when I was prescribed the Xanax, I mean, no, I wouldn't need to um, sub that because, um, Xanax just works really quickly. Um, yeah, if you've oh, ever been on it. Like, yeah. That tastes so bad. Why would you do that? Oh, but yeah, so no. So that it works faster. Um, for the Valium, yeah. Okay. The Xanax, I would never sub. The Xanax, I would just like swallow it and Xanax works in like 10, 20 minutes. So yeah, initially they were like, oh, let's give you Xanax because it'll work faster. But it's also way more addictive. And I found for me, like they have like a rebound effect. Same as with Valium where it's like it, it increases your anxiety over time because it builds up in your system. And then you're just stuck with this thing. And it's actually terrifying. Um... And yeah, before that, I was on um, Suboxone for about seven years and I got off of that completely, which is like, thank God. But the Valium is harder than the Suboxone, which is, you know, an opioid replacement. So I'm just thinking about that. It's like, it, I mean, I don't know. Like I tried Googling like, you know, benzo withdrawal stuff and I literally just got results for this one book that said worse than heroin. And it had like the munch, like the scream pasting, like, like you know, the painting that's like scream. Um, I think his munch? name is Munch. I think his name is Munch, like the, the artist. Um I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. I know but who you're talking it's like about. Munch. It's like, might be like Munch. Yeah. It's like Hadward something. Yeah. I think it, it, it was munch. stolen. Yeah. It was like a very famous ah, painting that got stolen um, recently. Look at me. I look like Van Gogh. <laughs> I'm a ghost. Van Gogh on a bridge. Um, it's mostly like Google it now. But the yeah, it, the screen painting. Yeah. Yeah. It was stolen. I, I don't think it was ever yeah, recovered. No, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know they just um, recovered a stolen painting. Did you hear about that? No. I want to say it was in Italy and they found it in like a little door on the building hmm. of the museum like like i don't know if it's for logs for wood for fire oh that's where i fucking put that thing oh yeah <laughs> so there i was casing the joint i was gonna steal this thing i gotta deal with a guy you know he's gonna give me some money then i i got narcolepsy so i started i took a nap i hit it i was like oh don't forget you put it there <laughs> so what but, um, the- yeah it was it was by Short story yeah, yeah. It was by um, Edward Munch. And yeah, um, oh, apparently it was recovered now, but it took about three months. It was stolen from a museum in Oslo. So when? apparently now, um, 2004. So, and, no, no, apparently also another one, um, also the artist Madonna. So apparently they remain missing from 2004 to 2006. But I mean, I think, I think it's recovered now. Um, yeah, by like Masked Gunman. So... You know how it is when you're moving. So yeah. one of the reasons that um, the, the Valium addiction was something I wanted to discuss was because I had it too. Yeah. Uh, for many years, I had a Valium addiction. And it, it's just the ease in which you can get it, the, how doctors mm-hmm. will prescribe it, is 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 one problem. Uh, another problem is I don't think I was properly counseled about the addictive properties. And 
And another problem was I, this I know I shouldn't have been doing, but I was I was drinking alcohol mm. with Valium, which can totally enhance destroy your liver. Oh. Yeah, and it and it would enhance the infect effects to the point where I was having a real problem with not falling down. <laughs> falling down had become a problem for me. Not even joking. Oh I no, fell often. And um, and another thing is, I found that I would forget that I took it, and then I would double dose. So hmm. to fix that problem, when I would take a Valium. I would take a Sharpie marker and put a little mark on my hand. So if I was like, did I take that Valium or not? I would look at my hand and then I would know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I probably still do and, this, just like not even realizing it. <laughs> and I've never gotten any tattoos, mm. but I did say when I quit Valium, I'm going to get a tattoo of just that black mark on my hand. And I didn't even realize, you know, I wanted to be able to advise you how I did it, but I'm not even sure. I don't remember exactly what it was. I I know that I know that I didn't cold turkey it, uh, and but I know that I didn't make a concentrated effort to quit. I it I had done that actually in the past, but when I did quit, I didn't try to quit. I just I guess I became less interested in it over time, and I definitely was less. I didn't falling down was a, a thing that I didn't want to do anymore. Um, so it, it, it became, that was an effect that it had on me that I didn't want anymore. Uh, I guess, I guess I just didn't want it anymore. And so I, I, and, and just, you know, when you mentioned it, when I read it on your page, I was like, wow, I haven't done Valium probably in at least two years. That's amazing mm-hmm. though. Like, honestly, I wish I, I, I mean, yeah, I'm like, I, I wish I knew more about how to quit it, but I mean, no, definitely. And like, like what you were saying, the ease of which these are prescribed, like any antidepressants or any benzos, it generally you're kind of unstable anyway, if you're being given meds, we're all unstable, mm-hmm. but it's like, especially if you're younger, it's like, you're not going to not, most people will not, not drink alcohol and take their medication. There are very few people I think who do that. And for me, like, even like, I don't, I don't really drink anymore, but it's, I still forget when I take it actually, now that you mentioned that, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I should keep a record of this. I kind of just like bite it in half and like, I, I don't know. But I mean, it's honestly, it started to scare me recently because um, just with, I'm, I don't know, I was about to move, going through a lot of stress with like, oh my God, I have to move and I'll freeze a lot. And that's some of my PTSD stuff too, is I'll freeze. I'll be like, feel overwhelmed and I'll just shut down. So I feel like, you know, if I swallow Valium, it's actually the only thing that helps with that. But that terrifies me because it's like, I, and like, I've been on this for a decade now and it's honestly so scary just thinking about it, like, I don't want to be on this the rest of my life. And I don't want to see a psychiatrist even because I know what they're going to do. They're going to give me like five other different things. And then I'm going to be dependent on those things. And I've, I've, I've been through that. And yeah. And they, and they don't like, that's the ironic thing. It's like, they've given me Busperone. They've given me freaking Topamax. They've given me Gabapentin. I mean, I, I have lists of things I've been prescribed and I've gotten off of all of them apart from the Valium. So that's kind of my biggest like thing right now. And it's also like, why do I always need this thing? But I think it's just because of how long I was on it for, like since I was 18, 19. And I think it really affected, it's been affecting my mental health too. Just, you know, looking at some of my writing, I realized like before I was prescribed it and I was in college, I was reading, writing these really well-researched like essays and articles. And I just feel like I haven't been motivated. Like I feel like once I take the Valium, it kills the anxiety, but for me, it also kills my motivation factor. So like I'll take it and I'll feel chill, but I won't want to write. I won't want to like, I won't have that drive, you know? And it's just something I'm really struggling with right now, actually, because it's kind of like, okay, how do I not shut down? Like when I'm having a panic attack, but at the same time, knowing if I take the substance, it will, 
I'll, I'll just be done for the day. I'll literally just like lie down and watch Netflix. Like I won't want to do anything. And it's kind of putting me in almost self-imposed vegetative state, which is really scary. Um, so two, yeah. Two of the subjects of, the, uh, of her essays were euthanasia and Lolita fashion. <laughs> Welcome to me at 18. <laughs> well, right. I think, I, I mean, what, worked for me was when I got to a point where I didn't want it and you are at a point where you don't want it. Yeah. So I think I have, I think it's going to work for you. I really do. I really do. And another thing I was doing with, with, with the Valium is I was so afraid that I was going to get cut off that, um, if I was, you know, that when they initially, uh, uh, prescribed me 20 milligrams a day, I would take 10 milligrams a day, but I would refill. Mm at the at the month mark so that i have i actually have right now hundreds of valium hundreds of them i think we've had this conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh i don't know what to do with them now now that i don't want them but i'm not gonna give I'm them to gonna, me like I'm not i gonna asked. give them to yeah. you nope <laughs> i'm not gonna give them to anybody because <laughs> i know that it was not a good thing for my life so i'm not gonna give them to anyone i'll, I'll I'll probably safely dispose of them the way you're supposed to dispose of medications. At some point. At some point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if I've ever even tried it. I'm sure I have, but I don't think it's something I ever got into. But I definitely know people who, you know, their last day taking it was their last day. Yeah, I didn't. I don't have that. No, I mean their last day. Oh, I see. Like on right. earth. Yep. Yep. Oh, so that's good. So that is an association I have with it. That in like Valley of the Dolls, right? Yeah, yeah. Because um, I know Valley of the Dolls. It wasn't Valium. It was like something else. But I, weirdly enough, um, I was actually that that that's that's one of my favorite books. I was reading that um also right before I left England, and I was on that's my crazy addiction period. I remember reading Valley of the Dolls and just like relating to it really hardcore. And I'm all, like right now, my I have my script with me, and it does say. 10 milligrams, um, you know, twice a day. So same as you, but also considering, you know, you're kind of a larger male. I'm a very petite woman. Like the fact I'm on this high of a dose is scary. And I haven't picked up my script in about three months because I am trying to taper and I kind of just lost track of how many I had. But now I'm just like, fuck, I haven't picked up my script in like three months. My psych can't even prescribe anymore. She's out of state. And I don't know, I need to call the pharmacy and see if I could even like have access to any of my scripts. Like I haven't picked up my birth control. I just haven't like I, I was away for a while. I just kind of just did, wasn't dealing with anything for a while. And now I'm just like, oh, fuck, like, I don't know. I need to deal with it. But I just I don't want to see another psychiatrist because I feel like they'll just prescribe me more shit I don't need that will fuck with my, me mentally. So it's just kind of at a crossroads right now. I'm kind of like, I don't know, I had a friend who recommended something called the Ashton Manual, but I haven't read it yet because you have to read it online and I'm not good at reading things online. Yeah, me either. So, well, you are going for yoga teacher training. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is the one thing that kind of feels like a lifesaver for me. Um, Right now, I just put a deposit down to do like a two-hour teacher training at Daya, um, which is... 200 hours. A 200 hour, yeah. Sorry. Um, Yeah, 200 hour teacher training at Daya, which is a yoga studio by me, um, by Jefferson, like 360 Jefferson. And I feel like honestly doing yoga, like it it sounds so cliche, but I feel like doing yoga has just really kind of saved my life over the past two years. 
And it actually got to the point where like my family was helping me at one point and I was like, please do not pay for a psychiatrist. Just get me a yoga membership because that will help everything, which is true. Um, I, yeah, like seriously, no, I like, like, oh, do you do, do you practice as well? Um, I've taken some teacher training. I want to take a 200 hour. I haven't. Oh, I took like okay, aerial cool. vinyasa, but I, I was, it was like an option of like, do you do physical therapy? No, fuck that. Mm. I'm going to aerial vinyasa. And then as a result of the teacher training, which you will find at the end of your 200 mm. hour, which will be way more intense than the specialized specific type of yoga class teacher training that I took yours is like all yoga and philosophy of right that stuff really helped with you know uh the asanas and just like shedding Mm -hmm. of material possessions because you don't need it and like having a clean space instead of clutter and like orderliness and mindfulness all of the stuff that you're going to learn and then apply on a deeper level well it was scary of course at first I'm like come on bullshit but like everything is different like I look at me like I don't know some number of months ago and today my clothing matches and it was deliberate (laughs) like i'm wearing an outfit on purpose Mm. um like that wasn't a thing at all Mm. um i think it was like maybe i would have pants on or something that would cover my legs um and then whatever covered what you didn't have no no i would be naked and then i would have to like emerge from from fucking arm yeah my fucking arm. Jeez, look that fucking arm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, that's what I, I, I didn't know that. Side so. is fucking guy. <laughs> you need to feel my legs. Like, I've got these calves things. We've been doing calves things. I had no idea that that is really cool to hear because I definitely found that like, you know, when I was going through all of my like, you know, recovery stuff, yoga has helped me more than meetings. It's helped me more than like, you know, 12 set groups, more than anything, like more apart from my dog, my dog as well, because, you know, my dog is like my baby. So I honestly feel like like, you know, my dog has stopped me from self-harming. She saved my life multiple occasions. Unrelatable. So. I'm kidding. Mine is an <laughs> emotional support animal. I've got documents going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah. My, mine's so, my psychiatric no, service dog. So yeah, no, it's that, 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 that's real. But um, yeah. yeah, so it's, I put down my deposit and now I'm just like, I need to find work over the next two months to pay and I can pay in installments because it's, and I'm also doing a work study. Yeah. It's expensive, but I feel like this will just transform my life. I'm also mm-hmm. uh, um, compulsive hoarding stuff kind of runs in my family too. So I feel like what you were saying about the oh clutter. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Like I look, I go into my apartment. I just see things everywhere. And I just go like, it's like the overwhelmed thing. I'm just like, this is terrible. And then like, I should do something about it, but it just feels so overwhelming that half the time I just like crash and feel depressed and I run outside again. And it's like, I don't know. And I'm just, I'm really just hoping that changes. And I feel like it's something I need to do at my pace too, because I've just, I've had people like try and help me with it and they get mad at me because they're like, you don't maintain it. Well, those are the worst kind. Those are the worst kind. They have a schedule and you need to stick to oh it. Those are that's those people. This is like everyone I've dated. Like everyone I've dated has gotten mad at me because they're like, "I've cleaned this apartment or I've cleaned this, and you didn't maintain it." And I'm like, "Well, did I say I was going to?" No, <laughs> no. I have never said that. That and was they never get part mad of the deal. No. It's like <laughs> you knew what you signed up for. <laughs> Seriously, though, yeah. it's just it just gets, get, get, it, gets, it gets annoying. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, I want to hear sidebar when you hear about that later. But um, yeah. <laughs> but um. um <laughs> But um, yeah, I I don't know. It's just honestly, I'm trying to like, I want it. I want to clear my living space, but I want to do it for me. And I feel like what's bothering me at the moment is too much feeling like I have to do it for other people because I kind of feel like, well, you know, 
people should just like love and accept you for you. If you're a fucking messy ass pig, then that's who you are. And you can be awesome in other areas and be killing and crushing your life and still be a messy ass pig. But I want to declutter for me. And I feel like I've just, I don't know. I've had people try and do it for me thinking they were helping, but it just wasn't. It made me more depressed. And then I just, and then they got mad at me and I just felt like obligated to maintain this thing that I didn't really do. And, you know, it's not, it's not satisfactory because you're not doing it yourself. Lucas is so. totally messy. You don't just feel <laughs> as Lucas now, right? Oh, no. Yes. Yes. Uh, I was. Oh. He's he's Lucas, uh, and totally messy. And <laughs> I I just you know I I learned that, and I love him. So I do his laundry, shit like Aww. that. You know, it's he does plenty of shit for me, and uh, you know that's just part of partnership. You know, you, you figure mm. out what what everyone has strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh. I don't know. I, I have no interest in trying to change him in any way. I, what I'm interested in is figuring out how we can continue to help each other uh, grow and support each other in the things that we're doing. Um, but we have seven minutes left, and you said that there was something you wanted to to bring awareness to. Um, yes. the I don't have any information yet, but let's do plugs before I or something because I have to look it up. Uh, I got in, I, in terms of entertainment stuff. I'm just plugging this show. We're here each and every Saturday at 7 p.m. We'd love for you to join us live. You can also hear archived episodes at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, and uh, you can just follow the links to Art Star Scene Radio. Hear all of our past episodes, and do you have things that you want to promote? Um, sure. Um, you can find me on Facebook under Allison Leaf, A-L-I-S-O-N-L-E-A-F, Pixie Dreadful in parentheses because Facebook sucks. So, um, also on Instagram at Pixie Dreadful, P-I-X-I-E-D-R-E-A-D-F-U-L, like Penny, but a fairy. <laughs> so, or you can find me at PixieDreadful.com. Uh, you can find me online uh, at Trixie Pants on Instagram. You can also catch me here every single Saturday at uh, Dunson on Radio Free Brooklyn. So, uh, do you know there was a, her name is Barbara Heller and she accidentally fell from her apartment window to the sidewalk and was rushed to the hospital. But she fell 50 feet from, I think it was like the eighth or seventh floor. Mm-hmm. And she's like 76 years old, but she survived it. and. I think it's I, I don't know that she does yoga, but in my heart, it's because mm-hmm. she does yoga. But she is a retired burlesque dancer. Oh. And I want to say ballet. Um, but people from the community are going to be doing something to help her. She's in the hospital for several weeks right now mm-hmm. recovering. But when she comes out, there's going to be like a benefit show. So if that's of interest to you and you want to like be involved or if you want to know what you can do while we're figuring out. So we don't know where the benefit is. Yeah, I don't have um, right, information, so we'll, so but if it interests it. you, you can reach out. But if it does, like, we'll have is information. Is there a page to, um, to find her at? Or? I don't have any of that oh, yet. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if it interests you, like, reach out to us on our Instagram mm. or you can reach out via email. I'm storytelling at gmail.com or artstarscenradio at gmail.com if you want to reach out to us. And we'll also plug it or not plug it, but, like, bring awareness to it when we know more. CBD infused lube is now available in four ounce sizes. You can get one at uh, Babeland for 50 to $68. There's also a CBD infused lube 
at the vitamin shop for a mere $15. I'm curious what effect that has, none. actually. <laughs> I've, I've definitely, I think it was, I've definitely, I believe I've tried lube and um, m- massage stuff. I don't believe in CBD. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I just don't. I don't think it works. I was curious about that. I was actually going to do some more research on it because I have some CBD oil that, you know, I also got from Yoga Studios. I had to quit smoking weed just because it increased my paranoia and anxiety by so much. And I kept on taking, I kept on smoking weed for it. And then I realized I was taking more Valium to counteract the weed and it just became like a weird vicious cycle. Um, so yeah, I still like, I actually like, I still smoke some like CBD stuff. Again, I think it's just a placebo because I quit smoking cigarettes too. So I'm kind of like, I need something to smoke. I need something to like put into my mouth, you know? So, um, kind of going between like the CBD and like these, I don't know, it's almost like smokable tea that you get from like Root Mama. Hmm. It's like, yeah, it's almost like, like, you know, essential oil. I don't even know what it is. It's basically like smokable tea. It's flour or vape? Um, like, like, like the, like the tea stuff is flour. Um, I forgot what it was called. It's like, it's like, it's like a natural smoking blend that, um, you can get like this store called Root Mama in Brooklyn. And this, the oil, um, the CBD, um, you can actually get a CBD vape oil, but I lost mine or maybe I just finished it. I need to get another one. <laughs> but if you literally just like go to a deli, like there's a deli, like down my road, you, they, they sell CBD, like just the CBD, um, kind of herbs. So I've been smoking that just almost again, like as a placebo type thing. I don't know if it does anything, but I feel like it can't hurt. It's probably I would better recommend than going to a uh, Columbia care dispensary, mm-hmm. um, because then you're going to know exactly what you're getting and where it's coming. Exactly. What oh, you're good getting. point. Because uh, it's real, yeah. Because it's real, you'll definitely have real CBD. Yeah. It'll definitely be in the in the dosage that they say it's going to be in. It's a it's a, a very well run uh, dispensary. Yeah, or and, like any local dispensary is a better place mm-hmm. to get your CBD over. But where is that? Um, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. And Union Square. There's one like on 14th and First. Uh, Third Avenue, I think. Okay. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um. So, um, Facebook. What do you think about CBD? Like, do you use it? Do you? I I had I have used it. I had a really bad pain in my foot, and I rubbed some lotion, CBD lotion, on it, and what I was fucking fine. It it really oh. worked. It helped a lot. Put um, the fucking lotion in the basket. Uh, Lucas has uh, ongoing back problems, and uh, given a little CBD lotion massage helps a ton. So for us, it has been working. I actually have medical. Have you tried the lube? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> I have medical, and that does help me with pain. Oh, yeah, it's cool. it's definitely different from uh, getting it at a deli, <laughs> where I've heard it sometimes works, sometimes doesn't work. Could be anything. Hmm, That's all the time we have. Aww. Thank you, vape girl. Thank you, Feisman. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here, Pixie Dreadful. It's always wonderful to see you. And folks, if you are struggling with addiction, which was our main thing for serious stuff today, uh, just remember if you want to quit, you've already made the first step. Ha. Uh.